0: Good morning and welcome to Rural Queensland today, it is Wednesday morning the 15th of November, a very good morning to everybody listening to us across the Resonate Broadcast Network through 4SB in Kingaroy, 4ZR in Roma, 4VL in Charleville, 4HI in Emerald, 4LM Mount Isa, 4LG Longreach, 4GC Charters Towers and the Hot Country Network, good morning to you. So much to get through this morning, big, 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 big show. We're going to talk with Mike Giran very shortly, Harry Clark will join us and Roma, didn't it go strong yesterday? Um, I really, it really was much stronger. So things are looking up. The federal government are absolutely showing their hand on rural and regional Queensland. I'm going to tell you why very shortly. But graduation time. A lot of parents at the moment who are in the cars going down and watching their daughters or their sons graduate from high school. Um, but there is a lot going on. And I, last night I attended my son William, who is at Ipswich Grammar. His speech night, we have his valedictory dinner tomorrow night, his mother and I, and then he graduates on Friday. Congratulations to everybody. Can I just say, whether or not you're at at the local school in your town or you're away at boarding school, uh, to the parents out there, good on you. You've done well. You've done well. I've got one down. I've got four to go. That's the trouble for me. But look, I'm grateful and well done to my son and to everybody else out there. You've had a great, great time at school. They move on. And uh, I did like seeing some of the Toowoomba Grammar uh, videos yesterday and and how things went. I thought it was fantastic. Uh, And I know Southport and I know other schools are doing the same thing. Let's get into it, though. The federal government have shown their hand on how to cut funding. That's up next. This is Rural Queensland Today. Welcome back to Rural Queensland Today on the Resonate Broadcast Network. A fallout? Well, that's an understatement. Um, and that is what is happening with the Albanese government absolutely showing their hand on what they think of rural Queensland. And this is a really serious situation and I'm leading with it because the Albanese government has put lives at risk because of slashing funding for regional roads. Now, the federal government... Had a potential plan to cut has a potential plan to cut five billion from its share of funding for highway upgrades. Five billion. You want to talk about lives at risk? Well, there you go. And you wonder why the Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk is upset? She said, in fact, she's not happy. Five billion worth of federal cash is on the table for highway upgrades. Now we're talking about here the Bruce Highway. That's one of them. And it was done all the way up to 2032. You remember it was an election promise. Now, the shock decision by the Albanese government is to withdraw the long-standing 80-20 split on major road and rail projects. Federal Infrastructure Minister Catherine King came out yesterday, and we know that there, she's just a puppet for the unions, and said, well, the funding splits need to be more like 50-50, and that would only be considered on a case-by-case scenario. Well, that's a bit of a problem in this state because Anastasia Palaszczuk has not managed the money. They haven't looked at the scenarios on what, what they've done, and they've worked on an 80-20 split because that's what the Prime Minister guaranteed them. So now we've got Transport Minister Mark Bailey saying that the Albanese government's deviation from previous funding agreements... Where he supported 460 upgrades since 2015, has disadvantaged regional Queenslanders. Starting to see a bit of a pattern here, aren't we? If it's going to suffer, if someone's going to suffer, it ain't the people of Milton, it ain't the people of Hendra or Balimba. it's rural and regional Queenslanders. Remember, we've got an Olympics in 2032, so guess where all this money's getting piled to? Southeast Queensland. And guess where the funding's being pulled from? Regional Queensland. The Bruce Highway is the backbone of this state. That's a fact. Mark Bailey said it yesterday and it's a fact. And we know it's a fact. And what they've done with the 80-20 funding agreement is walked away from regional transport, infrastructure, and federal government is putting Queensland lives and livelihoods at risk. Now Mark Bailey said yesterday, and being reported through the Courier-Mail, walking away from the Bruce puts the risk a pipeline needed and planted upgrades along the highway in construction design and planning. Queenslanders have already been subject to more infrastructure cuts from federal government and other jurisdictions. Now, they have a long-awaited infrastructure review and Catherine Miss King has now said... It's expected to include cuts and delays to the national cost blowout of thirty-three billion. I mean, seriously, uh, why are we not surprised? But I can tell you now: the 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 real devil is in the detail. It's all regional. Cunningham Highway, Cunningham Highway, Outback Way, Warrego Highway. You talk about the big names there, Burke Development Road, they're all on the list. Bruce Highway, Charters Towers Industrial Preesting. it's all there and they are pulling all the funding. You wonder why people are now completely disillusioned with this government. Queensland was expected to be hit hard by the cuts. Stephen Miles urging the Federal Government last week to scrap tax cuts for wealthy rather than the much-needed projects. Premier, well, it's a brain-dead comment from Stephen Miles. The Premier told Queensland Parliament yesterday she'd written to the Prime Minister to express her fury over the changes in the funding agreements. Well, rather than going on a trade mission to China, and rather than dodging every time you get asked a question, how about your lead, Premier. She's now said cutting large infrastructure projects in a growing state like Queensland would only increase inflation by lowering productivity. We all know how this works. Queensland needs more infrastructure. The state government haven't managed managed the money. The 50-50 split's going forward. Yep, I get that. But they haven't budgeted for it and they've been inept. So I'm at that point now where I'm thinking to myself, what more can they do? What about the fact that, shamelessly, the Premier has been using taxpayers' money to find out what people really want? $400,000 of your money has been used to survey Queenslanders on a range of topics, but she will not show anybody the research. Can you believe this? The Premier, who is right under attack at the moment, has decided she needs to be better in touch with her state. That's you. So what she's done is she went and did some secretive surveying and she used your money for it. And not just 20 grand, 400,000 in surveying Queenslanders to find out exactly what they want. She trots out when gets questioned about it. Well, it's not uncommon for state governments to do this. Yeah, it is. In fact, it's embarrassing. And it's embarrassing that no one ever gets to see it. How could anybody trust this government when she shamelessly deploys taxpayer-funded money for videos, campaign styles about her, and now a secret survey? I mean this. This is what we are dealing with in 2023. The Palestine government, ahead of 2020, did the same thing. And oh, they hid behind COVID and border lockdowns. And you know what? They got back in because the state was rattled. She's not rattled anymore. She has to go and so does the Labor government. The money that they are spending and the waste that they are spending in this state. And I'm telling you now, it's not the people of the South East that are copying it. It's you. It's me. It's regional Queensland. And I've had about enough of it. I think you should have had enough of it. It's embarrassing the situation that we're in now, and it's one that we need to rectify sooner rather than later. The government are hell-bent, federally and state-wise, on destroying the regions of Australia, but more importantly, the regions of Queensland. We'll take a break. Mike Geeran joins us next. This is Rural Queensland Today. Welcome back to Rural Queensland Today on the Resonate Broadcast Network. Never has there been a more important time, and as I just said in my last comments, um, the regions are being absolutely deserted by federal and state politicians, and we need our advocacy groups and our groups, our farming communities, to unite. Mike Egan, the CEO of AgForce, joins me this morning. Mike, good morning. Thank you so much for being with us. Um, it is a very precarious time at the present moment. We have National Ag Day uh, this Friday, and never has there been a more important time to spotlight just how important this industry is. Good morning.
1: Good morning to you, David. Absolutely right. You know, you and I have talked about this before, but Australians have for generations taken for granted that we have fresh, locally grown produce in our supermarket shelves every day of the week, every week of the year. Um, Not only is it fresh, locally grown and healthy produce, but it's um, grown and and delivered by an industry that also protects and looks after the environment and and is a big part of that story going forward. Uh, We also Two-thirds of the food we produce goes overseas, giving export earnings and, and young people jobs and careers as well. So a lot to be very, very thankful for. Uh, and Friday is a chance for uh, industry and just all Australians to stop for a moment and recognise uh, and acknowledge that. And I have the luxury occasion of going overseas and you only have to go into supermarkets in Southeast Asia or into a lot of countries that don't have the land to grow the food to understand the quality that we have back at home. So just a great chance on Friday. You know, to reflect on that for a moment and frankly just to say thank you to those that grow that food. They do it incredibly well. We're the best at it in the world in many ways. We work alongside some of the best scientific institutions through the universities. Um, you know, we innovate, we develop uh, and we create careers and good food and healthy food locally. So a great chance, Dobbo, just to, to, to pause, to acknowledge that and to tip the hat to the producers and others that make this possible. Talk
0: to me about, there's a survey that you guys, I, I got sent some stuff yesterday from AgForce, and I was really honoured that you sent that through to me. Um, but there is an opportunity that you guys, and there is an opportunity for a survey at the moment for people out there to actually get involved with.
1: Yeah, there is, Dobbo, and, and you know we get a lot of feedback about um, too many surveys and, and, and people are busy people. So, so thank you for raising it. Uh, but the important thing is that through groups like Ag Force, which is a voluntary membership organisation and a small organisation, we remain really, really clear about in serving producers what the priorities are, what the opportunities the, and the aches are, and in, in going about doing what they do so well every day. Uh, and if we lose sight of that, we can get you know five percent off centre, or be chasing priorities which perhaps don't, don't recognise realities on property. So really important we remain really closely aligned with that, that we seek that feedback. And it's tough these days. There are so many different types of media. Um, We don't just, for example, have the newspapers now. We communicate through multiple channels. And these surveys just give us uh, and others, like the National Farmers Federation, a chance to make sure we remain really aligned with the resources we have in delivering benefit for producers. So if I can give producers any confidence, is that we do use that survey work. We only send it out when it's important to us. Uh, It is important to us that we remain aligned with their their main aches and pains. We prioritise the important work. And when we have a a state election that's 11 months away now with the polls getting tighter and and indeed a federal one that's not far beyond that, a really, really uh, critical time for ensuring that we have maximum leverage with all political parties in what goes into the election manifesto and therefore for whoever forms government what their priorities or what their commitments are for the next term of government. Um, so, yes, if people can take a few minutes to fill in those surveys, it does mean a lot, Bobby.
0: And that that they're the things that – and we might even put the link up there today for you. They're the Thank things you. that we really we really need people to start doing. I am concerned, though, that we've got this Westpac situation where they're almost getting to the point where people can't bank with them in agriculture because they are going to be the judge-jury um, an executioner on whether or not you pass the the right tests around your ag management and vegetation management. Concerning to say the least, but it's not uncommon because we've seen ANZ go down this road as well.
1: It, it's not uncommon, Dobbo, and indeed a couple of years ago the National Australia Bank stopped providing funding to law-abiding businesses in local towns that sold firearms and firearms, as we know, is a critical tool of trade in agriculture, So we see these things coming along regularly. I, I do, Dobbo, though, want to acknowledge Westpac for a moment because some of the media has been a little wrong in that Westpac have only expressed um, the requirements that all banks have around fresh and new reporting driven ultimately by the UN standards. So out of the control of local banks through the central banks, what Westpac have done Um, post that announcement has reached out to industry and indeed um, the very senior level of Westpac is spending a whole day with AgForce in early December thinking through what that might mean. And if we take a co-design process to this, if we acknowledge those international requirements but we think about their implementation together collectively in a co-design way in the cool light of day, we have a chance to bring... The um, finance industry, along with agriculture, in a way that supports better environmental outcomes, allows people to go about their business with confidence. Yeah, but Mike, so, why
0: would they go down this road? It, 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 wouldn't you do that before this comes out? Like, I'm, I'm not being smart. Yep. I mean, yep. it, it's yep. all right to say I'll give them credit. They did a credit because of the backlash that came from every angle. Yep. Wouldn't you? Yep. Wouldn't you gauge the temperature of the water first before you went yep. and went full swing? I mean. That's a complete ball drop on me.
1: No, Dobbo, that's fair. That's very fair. Um, they came out with that announcement without consultation with industry. I guess what I'm trying to say uh, is that what AgForce has done is, is got onto them very quickly and said, hey, um, before it's too late, for God's sake, sit down and work this through with industry. So you're absolutely right. It shouldn't have gone out without that, that consultation. I guess all I'm... Doing in the way we do it on behalf of producers is often the olive branch before it's too late. Saying that wasn't right, but how you act next will be even more, um, you know, uh, have a bigger impact on industry going forward. So for God's sake, sit down with industry before it's too late. So you're absolutely right, Dabo, but we did put out the olive branch because that's what we need to do before it's too late, uh, and we'll have a lot more to say about this as it relates to Westpac and others post those meetings. And can I also say, and this is not a a promotion as such, but it's an important comment to make, that the only way that we're aware that you can tell your natural capital story at a property level, which is critical given the new reporting requirements being imposed on us by the UN and the central banks, is through AgCARE. Uh, And AgCARE, you can have a look at through the AgForce website. It allows you to collect that information, understand the value of those assets on property, and hold them on your balance sheet not have them sucked along the supply chain to another balance sheet. So it'll be a a difficult, wide-ranging conversation with Westpac and you're absolutely right in your criticism of them. However, um, before it's too late, we do have a chance to correct uh, the direction of that ship and that's what we're attempting to do and they have responded positively to that.
0: Well, that's the good news on that. I I mean, and that's the concerning thing when you think about it. Now, look, obviously you've got a... um, a big day next week uh, in Longreach. The Ag Force Northern Forum and Dinner in conjunction with a board meeting and AGM being held in Longreach. A very important time and still people can attend.
1: Yes, yes, Dobbo. We still have places available. Um, it's a great chance uh, and out in the northwest for those within the striking distance of Longreach uh, to come along and spend some time with the Ag Force directors uh, and the Ag Force staff talk to those and engage with those that spend their time trying to represent the broader community uh, and the members and the producers out that way. It's our AGM as well, so a chance to reflect on the year that's been, and a really rich conversation uh, that can be had when you have a large number of people in the room that informs the organisation's activities as well. So we talked earlier about the survey. This is just another chance to engage, uh, and also, you know, they're, they're really good social occasions. A great chance to come to town and have some rich conversations and some deep engagements, catch up with people you might not normally. Um, it's next week uh, in Longreach, the main day being the Tuesday and then the dinner on the Tuesday night. All, all producers welcome, Dolo, and indeed yourself, if you can make it.
0: No, unfortunately I won't be there, but um, I can tell you I, I absolutely, um, and, I, and I mean that, I, I really believe that, you know, people should attend it i think it's very good i think it's a big part of it appreciate your time there's a lot on enjoy friday uh national ag day is a very very important day and one that we all want to celebrate really appreciate your time this morning thanks Dolly. good on you we'll take a break come back with more this is rural queensland today welcome back to rural queensland today uh it's the 15th of november wednesday morning it was a better yarding yesterday at Roma. 4,056 head, an increase of almost 2,500. And some positive news. Cyril Close joins us this morning. Top X Roma, Top X Australia. Cyril, good morning and thank you so much for being with us. Always a pleasure, mate. Yes. Let's Be talk some positivity. Um, deer a market. Um, considerably dearer market. Storms around and, and things started to look a little bit better.
2: Yeah, def- definitely, mate. It was it was a mixed up yarding from heavy cattle down to really lightweight cattle, but uh, you would call all categories stronger. And uh, some of those uh, sections were, you know, thirty or forty cents, so very markedly stronger on the threat of this um, supposed change coming through.
0: So well, let's talk through it, and I'm going to get to the, the supposed change and and all the crap that's going on with it, but. Lightweight yielding steers under two hundred kilos. There wouldn't have been a lot of them, but they made the three twenty four to average two eighty eight. That's a, a huge improvement. And two hundred to two eighty is topped at three twenty two to average three oh seven. That that is the real the real kicker for me with the with the average on those two hundred to two eighty kilo steers.
2: Yeah, that's it. To get a three in front of things again, you just you know realize how grateful you are, and instead of um there weren't too many cattle that were a dollar a kilo. There were sort of two, and then in working into the three dollar bracket. So, yeah, market improvements in those lighter weight steers. Uh, well, look, as I said, across the board, mate. But um, some averages up, uh, you know, 20, 30 cents more than where they've been, and and um, yeah, just to see new faces, more buying, more in the buying panel. That was where the generate, you know, it generated the better better prices.
0: So feeder cattle, obviously everybody's looking at that. Were there operators there for the feedlotting cattle?
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely, mate. Yeah, yeah, for 260 odd. Um, so easy 250 and early 260. So, uh, and that's, you know, good 400 kilo weight feeders, not like domestic feeders, that's heavy export feeders. Uh, they're a very strong market. There were some good runs of them there and um, they, they met very strong competition.
0: Yeah, it, it's really positive. Heifers, mate, they've been the real um, victim of this. And and I say that and I mean that sincerely. There, there's been some ghastly results over the last th- sort of three months around the heifer market, and it, it surprises me. And there's going to be people when they come out of this who have got some amazing cattle at the right price. Now... You look at yielding heifers, um, they got back up over two bucks and averaged close on two dollars. And, you know, that's a much better average. And, and heifers between 200 and, you know, 280, they got averaged 209. So that's a huge improvement.
2: Yeah, a couple of good lines of cattle there, too, mate. As, we, as you know, the devil's in the detail. You've got to know what's around you um, to quote on them. So, uh, a very nice lineup of heifers there yesterday and uh but yeah, absolutely met stronger competition, but so I've been nowhere near as strong as the steer job was, but uh nice to see it turn the corner and start heading back up instead of uh, down and let's hope you know we've been to the bottom and uh you know we do continue continue to see this over a few more weeks yet
0: prime job, how was it mate? um you know the cow jobs are where everybody's been looking at, and that prime heifer job how was it?
2: Yeah, strong firm, but they're going off the off, the, off the roof, mate. Um, you know, over two dollars on a on a on a best heavy cow with a fair bit of yield about it, but a lot of dollar seventies and eighties and, and then the, you know, into that score three and four cow into dollar ninety to two dollar brackets. So only five or five hundred cows there, but uh, there was good competition. Most processors all, all operating in that end. Um, so yeah, and you know, obviously with weather comes through and shortens up a few Few supplies. Uh, there'll be some gaps, and it'll stay that way. But yeah, it's um, supply driven as we're heading into the shutdown period.
0: And that's something that everybody's looking at. Um, you know, obviously there is a lot. There's a lot there to unpack. How how is that market like off the back of? Is this all driven by the rain? Um, and that's the thing that everybody's looking at. Is, is that oh, where yes. where where it's from, and what has been holding it now? Because there has been some storms, and and we are talking in the next couple of weeks. Um, and there's been some releases that there is a lot of rain potentially coming, and there are storms around.
2: Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and the people that have sort of had just plenty, of, well, not plenty. There are spots that have had two and three inches, and you know they're set up pretty good. And then there's people that haven't had a spot yet, so um we'll get get a bit carried away once it uh, fills a lot of spot you know a lot of areas but it was just nice to see some extra people in the sale in the lanes yesterday at the sale that uh you know they've had that two and three inches and they they, they know they're going to get some growth in the grass it's a good time of the year for it to happen and uh yeah no doubt there'll be flooding and there'll be damage and whatever else but essentially at least it started made in a few spots and um yeah, it'll be nice if we can continue and um, you know get everyone a good good wedding before Christmas comes,
0: mate. it will be nice. That would change um, the outlook. A Bit of positivity again, mate. Now uh, it goes a long way, doesn't it? It's been a really difficult year, and and seeing those kind of results yesterday, but we're by no means back to where we are. But it, it just shows that if it does continue, we will see. You know, I was talking to people last night from Condamine who've had six inches for the year. There, there, there has been. It has been a really off the back of a dry, dry year and prices absolutely heading south. It, it's as difficult a year as anybody's had, I feel.
2: Oh, well, yeah, it is. I was talking to Blake last night, didn't it? You know, we, we, not English, but Welcome back to Rural Queensland today to on the
0: Resonate or Broadcast or Network. Be uh, ben Dobbin with you this morning. Reacting and, our next guest and I'm asking from an agent, agent I love this him. There are people out there. Harry Clark, little the little country bit. caller, he joins us this no morning, way morning way um, from Chinchilla this morning but with an update, a lot going on in his neck of the woods. Harry, good morning. Thanks so much for being with us, mate. cheaper.
3: Good to be with you how, yeah, how do you trade um, um A little bit of rain over your neck of the, the woods in the what, last what's week the or so at the moment, or is everybody have put to the fires up? out as
0: such. Oh, you got to tear it up, of course. But then the, that the now problem has, is, is, is the trying the to house the these people who have lost seen everything. Seen everything. And that's the real challenge in your neck of the woods to try and accommodate where these people who have lost everything,
2: where they go to. Yeah, the burn's going to be there. Well, that's right. The
3: main and yeah, no are
2: affected by the breeding fires breed of coal you know, when enough people don't get money for their car to cattle, the just go around and breed another one so and that's where it really came uh, the of area and there are hundreds made. of Hundreds yeah, of walks through the there where, pit where homes start are destroyed. So during the height
3: of that, so it's easy to see in there it um, mean, so but, uh, more than 300 people any other
2: way around. Um,
3: staying in yes, there a, evacuation yes, centres around the district, and that's not including the other people,
2: probably more. And that's what we've seen
3: in the last couple of weeks if you've got the contact in on you know They're
2: not buying big numbers. But now the feel of where the eyes out
3: Yeah, I think that is cleared, and the media's all gone away. I think that is the way forward and, and I think that you give such sound advice and a lot of people and, listening to
0: us today you know, are looking at that next okay, trade. They're thinking, okay, right, so um, we've weathered in it, we've
3: state torn state it, because, now let's you know, go has, and try people, sure know, um, it's, it's, and turn some positivity and turn it into economic I really appreciate area. your time exactly. this morning. It's a great bit of phone call than what we've had over the last six weeks. And
0: it has been very, very difficult for everybody. And it's by
3: no means over, Cyril, but a much better outcome today. Thanks so much for being us.
2: Yeah, mate, so, really yeah, appreciate it.
3: Um, yeah, yeah, just nice is, to see sit you know, in the corner and um, to, uh, where keep the rain uh, coming you
2: know,
0: over um, some uh, um, bigger water area. Building, areas building, right. yeah, fantastic. Yeah, uh, great to chat. Um, you know, we'll take a break. Come home back. Several close topics, so from so much improved um, on four thousand of tickets. Did? the Ramos are. We'll take a break. Come back with more. This is rural Queensland because
3: in the immediate aftermath of all that, there were thirty dongers put in or you know bought out to Tara. Yeah. Um, to accommodate them in the short term. But then beyond that, I think they're setting up more established, amountable homes at the showgrounds there for the medium term until, you know, for the longer term, they can they can work out who yeah, can... Yeah, but um, that's not know, the answer. I mean, that, well,
0: Harry, well, let's just face it. We all know that's not the answer long term because people won't shift from there. I mean, that's the that's concern. Right. The, the concern is they put dongers up there and they make, you know, temporary housing. They won't shift them. They just won't. These people, a lot of them didn't have insurance. Um, they have lost everything and they now go into the system and I, I know talking to residents of Tara yesterday, they're concerned deeply about this sort of satellite city that's being built around the showgrounds.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's 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 obviously not going to work um, in the long term and I think they people can apply to... Um, to get a funding of up to 50 grand, I believe it is, to try and help them get back on their feet and, um, you know, set up some sort of dwelling at their properties. Um, but, I mean, all, a lot of them, you know, all they've got left is the clothes on their back and a scorched out, you know, 50-acre um, block. Um, so so how they how they cope and get back on their feet in the longer term, I don't know. And, um, and you know, one bloke I spoke to, um, he said that, you know, I mean... And, and, and this is probably probably the case for a few people is that you know these dwellings aren't um, are plush homes. Like this bloke was telling me that um, you know he couldn't he couldn't he could afford to you know get the materials and and set up his house um, um, by himself, but you know he, he didn't go through the application project process to actually get the structure approved. And I mean obviously that's not the right thing to, thing to do, but that's that's his reality now is that you know he might not be entitled to get that. Um, get that assistance funding because, you know, it's not it's an established um, an approved dwelling. So, you know, what does this bloke do? Does he just live at the Tara showgrounds forever? And, you know, how long are these surmountables going to be there? Um, yeah, there's definitely some uh, some issues resulting from that bushfire that aren't going away anytime soon.
0: And, and that's the one area that we need to look at. It's, it's a great flag uh, on rural Queensland today. Now, mate, moving along, um, public submissions are open for a new energy and jobs bill. Um, it would have huge impact uh, on the greater region. Talk to us about this.
3: Yeah, so you'll have to forgive me for a bit of government speak here, but it is important. Now, the, as part of their the Queensland Government's big energy and jobs plan, uh, the price tag for that is 62 Billion dollars, and that's uh, supposedly going to set up a framework for the long term transition to from you know coal and and gas fired power to renewable energy power. So, there are various bills being submitted to parliament um, coming under that that broader energy and jobs plan, and there's one that's open for public submission at the moment, and uh, this is the Renewable Transformation and Jobs Bill and again, forgive me for the government speak, public submissions are open until December 8th. And this particular legislation is going to provide a framework for the newly established renewable energy zones. So there are three in Queensland, uh, southern, central and northern. And as part of this bill, they're establishing a job security guarantee fund for the people who are employed in the coal mining industry, um, which is an industry that um, is yep. going to be inevitably going to find out. So it's about planning for the redeployment of those workers and um, as more of these energy projects come online, other parts of the, the, the bill include, um, uh, you know, renewable energy targets, uh, clauses on public ownership of assets and transformation lines, how they're going to be set up, uh, where they're going to be put. So, yeah, it's an important one if, um, if this is something you think is going to affect you to make those, um, make those submissions by December 8th.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, we need to look at this, and there are people there who are concerned about it, and so they need to speak up. They get a voice. The government have made it clear this is where they want to go to. But if you're not happy with it and you want to put a submission in, you can, and and they will look at it, won't they?
3: Yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, um, uh, I, 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 know, I know that the LNP is going to be looked at it because um, our member um, – you know, here in this area, the member for Calide, Bryson Head, uh, he said that, you know, we're going to be looking closely at what the public submissions are. So at the very least, there's, there's that, 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 that side of politics um, who say they're going to, you know, be paying attention to what people on the ground want. And um, all of that legislation is going to be debated in Parliament. So, um, you know, obviously people in these areas, you know, like my region, the Surratt Basin, um, Western Downs area and, you know, all of these Um all of these energy hubs and, you know, now renewable energy hubs are going to be affected by this. So, um, so definitely worth um, using local knowledge and your, your knowledge of the industry, which, you know, the, um, the bureaucrats in, 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 in in Brisbane don't know as well as you to, to let them know what you think is going to work as this, as this, um, you know, renewable energy transition inevitably, inevitably takes place.
0: Yeah. It's a really, really good flag. Um, I, um, I I can't thank you enough for coming on. We've got to get you on more often. Uh, country caller, the country caller, you can go to his website, uh, Harry Clark, very well known. And uh, thank you for those two flags, mate. It's great to chat this morning. Long overdue. Appreciate your time.
3: Good stuff, Dobbo. Thanks for having me on.
0: Good on you, Harry Clark. We'll take a break, come back with more. This is Rural Queensland today. Well, that's it from us here this morning at Rural Queensland today on the Resonate Broadcast Network. Hope you've enjoyed the show. I certainly have. Ben Dobbin with you this morning. And Bill McDonald joins you next. Have a great day, Queensland. And remember, when the weed is ripe, keep the headers rolling in the paddock. We'll be back tomorrow morning from 9am. Stay safe on the roads till next time. From all the team here at Rural Queensland today on the Resonate Broadcast Network, it's bye for now.